Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock on this Wednesday edition of MoneyWeb at Midday. I'm Pranesh Naidu standing in for Rake Fenikak. Trade wars escalate while inflation surprises to the downside. Aspen provides some clarity and Pan-African prioritises dividend payouts. I'll discuss those stories and more with Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments in a minute. But first, the indicators. The all share down uh, 0.4%. With resources and financials both flat, gold mining down 1.5%. Returning to international markets now, we have the uh, FTSE, actually rather flat, up 0.05%. DAX up 0.16%. Paris's CAC 40, a third of a percent higher. And Tokyo's Nikkei closing 1% higher. The Shanghai Index, Shanghai Bourse up 1.5%. And the Hang Seng 1.3%. If we look at the currency markets now, the rand actually at 14.73 to the dollar, taking the trade wars in its stride. It's also at 19.43 to the pound and 17.24 to the euro. Wayne McCurry of FNB Wealth and Investments, welcome to the show. Now, Wayne, it certainly seems that the Asian markets are shrugging off the escalating trade war, with Hong Kong shares hitting a two-week high today. That's even after the US and China announced the broadest wave of tariffs yet. Why are they behaving in this manner? Look, I find it quite strange, but of course the market knew about this. So the market knew there was something that could possibly happen, that someone was going to impose these trade wars. So I suppose the weakness that we had seen was by and large taking this into account. And there's a bit of relief now that it's actually happened. But make no mistake, it's not good news, so we must be very cautious about thinking that the trade wars and all of the potential problems that the trade wars could cause the market are somehow behind us. They're not. There's, I still think that if this continues, and we hope that sanity will prevail, that there will be some sort of compromise by either side, and that these tariffs will be reversed, but this is extremely bad news and could have dire consequences for markets and for emerging markets as well. You say it could have dire consequences for emerging markets, but the RAND, rather unexpectedly so, is taking this in its stride. Yes, there seems to be a lot of bad news already in the price. I mean, understand a few months ago, the RAND was 11.60. It eh? mm-hmm. went up to 15.50, so there's a lot of bad news in the price. But yes, as I said, it's, it's unusual. Maybe the RAND and, and other, other emerging market currencies and stock markets were discounting worse news than what's actually uh-huh. happened. But we must not lull ourselves into the false belief that if this continues, everything's in the market already. If it continues, there will be dire consequences for everyone. We hope that it doesn't continue. I, I think that President Trump and China will reach an agreement, but that's just my view. Because global trade war, and this is clearly the worst part of trade wars that we've had for decades. If this continues, it will be bad news. Eh? Mm-hmm. And it seems as though China is going to be taking lessons from the discussions between the Trump administration and Mexico and them coming to yes. a compromise on, in that front. We hope so. We sincerely hope. And you hope that this is all just noise and political hype and stuff like this, but Unfortunately, with President Trump, you never actually know what will happen because he is very different to previous presidents in the U.S. where if 
effectively there was no real difference on foreign policy and economic policy between all the presidents, whereas obviously President Trump's very different. He is very drif- different president that often uh, is surprising. And uh, speaking on surprises, we also had inflation today, which eased to yes. 4.9%, and that was against expectations of 5.2%. This, of course, yeah, comes as the Saab is prepared yes. to, to make its rates decision. Yeah, look, the Saab's not going to increase interest rates this week. Um, there will be interest rate hikes, probably only starting next year. But mm-hmm. there could be two, maybe even three interest rate hikes because it's unfortunate that irrespective of what's happening in South Africa, global interest rates are going up and our interest rates cannot stay at this level. They are going to have to go up at some stage. We can't escape from that. But yes, the surprise inflation number was lower than expected, mainly due to food. But I don't think inflation is a problem for all the wrong reasons, is that mm-hmm. there's there's no demand in South Africa. People just, companies cannot push prices because people are very resistant to price change. So it seems the only organization in the country that can still increase prices is the government and municipalities. Because other than that, in, in let's call it the private sector, you just can't up your prices. People haven't got money to pay and you will, you will suffer the consequences. So I don't think inflation is actually a problem. It's more rising global interest rates that will cause our interest rates to go up. Can we actually afford to increase our interest rates being in a recession at the moment? Unfortunately, there's no option. And I, and I mean, this is a very valid argument that increasing interest rates doesn't affect inflation or affect anything like that, and it makes life tough for us here. But we are a debtor nation. We import massive amount of capital each year. I mean, just it's not quite... It's not quite the correct analogy, but it's not far off. One rand in ten that's in your pocket comes from overseas in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So in other words, that's what we need to borrow to finance our deficits, to finance our capital, to finance our government. And you've got to attract that money, otherwise the country comes to a halt. Now, interest rates are going up overseas. So because they're going up, it's less attractive to bring your money to South Africa and ours must go up to keep that money flowing. So it is unfortunate that it's irrespective of domestic conditions. If global interest rates are going up, ours must Mm -hmm. follow at some stage. And should ours follow as aggressively as some of our emerging market peers that have done so in recent weeks? Thank goodness that's the one bit of good news. Even though we're an emerging market and even though the RAND is used as a proxy for other emerging markets and is massively liquid. We've got problems to solve here, we know that, but we haven't got nearly as big a problem as other emerging markets. They are in a significantly worse uh, condition than what we are. So the answer is no. We don't have to increase rates nearly as much as Argentina or Brazil or Turkey, etc. Well, it comes as a bit of a relief. Now, Wayne, let's move on yes. to, to some companies' news. Aspen putting out a voluntary announcement today that uh, after taking a beating last week, it's outlining its yes. funding position as well as its growth prospects. Do you think this is yep. enough to actually allay the concerns? Well, we'll have to see because the market clearly was not impressed with the results that came out with um, last time and the market put intense pressure onto the company and management to tell us more. 
And that's why they've come up with this statement. So they released the statement because the market wanted it and the share price was collapsing. Now, all of this helps, but effectively, I suppose there's two problems that the market doesn't like. One is this business they sold in China, the mm-hmm. infant nutritional business they sold in China. Somehow, for whatever reason, and Aspen denies that they were responsible, but somehow the market thought they were getting more than what they actually got. So somehow the market thought they were getting 3 billion rand more than what they actually got. So they didn't like that. But, I mean, be that as it may, that's the price they got. But what the market didn't like was that Aspen didn't give any idea. And even in this release today, they still don't put them shine much light of it. They didn't give any idea of what they're going to earn next year. Mm-hmm. What's their margin going to be like? What's their sales going to be like? Etc. And the market's still worried about this. Three billion rand, a three billion rand misunderstanding, that's quite significant. Yes, and that's why the share price fell so much. Yes, what part of the reason why the share price fell so much. Look, I mean, the whole story behind this was that somehow in the market, a number of $1.5 billion was floating in the market and how it quite got there and whether that was just an estimate and that they got a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it was some, there was some story uh, like that floating in the system. So the market was maybe wasn't expecting $1.5 billion, but was certainly expecting more than what they got, mm-hmm. about 3 to 4 billion rand more than what they got. Now, that just might be a misunderstanding, but that doesn't matter. That's what the market was expecting. Mm-hmm. Talking about expectations, we also had Pan-African Resources out with the results today, uh, reporting significant annual loss, 1.5 billion rand. Yes. But it's also seeming to to prep the market for a, a resumption of div- dividend payouts. Yes. Look, they cut their dividends, and look, they've had a seriously tough time. They've had to restructure their whole business I mean, gold mining is a tough business, so they've closed quite a few shafts in the, uh, I think in the Irlands operation, they've closed quite a few shafts, um, sorry, in the Evander operation, mm-hmm. they've closed quite a few shafts there because they were high-cost op- operations, and uh, they've had to do a lot of restructuring, and they're quite bullish about their output going forward from this lower base. They've commissioned a couple of plants that seem to be op- operating quite well. And they said, listen, we're now a profitable company and we're generating cash flow, so we will resume the dividends. But, I mean, they wrote off a significant amount of money, and hence they showed a huge loss. Mm -hmm. People always think when you write off money, it's somehow not a problem, you know, because it's a one-off and you only write it off once. It's actual money that you've invested in the past that's now worthless that you are Mm -hmm. writing off. So, I mean, it is a real thing. But uh, even if it even if you don't take into account the write-off, they, the results were still not that good in comparison to last year. But it's a gold mining company, I suppose. What else mm-hmm. can you expect? I mean, it's a very tough industry. But what's the disconnect between the results and the share price? The, they're up almost about 4%, albeit no, they, they still under around 2 rand. They told the market about this. Okay. Yeah, they, told, they, they, they told the market about this. So this didn't come out as news. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the dividend. I'm not too sure they told us about the dividend. But the market knew a lot about this. So that doesn't surprise me that the share price is stable or what. All right. When we haven't uh, spoken to you since NASPA's uh, big announcement that it was going to yes. spin off and list multi-choice separately, what are you making of that? Well, look, for two two reasons why they're doing it. Well, in fact, three reasons. Number one, 
in previous years, they needed all the cash from, from, from uh, multi-choice to fund their other operations. They needed that money. Nowadays, they get a quite nice dividend from Tencent, so they're not that desperate for cash flow to mm-hmm. invest in their future endeavors. Secondly, there's a huge discount in the NASPAS price. Now, what I mean by that is if you take their biggest holding, Tencent, you work out how much that is worth based on Tencent share price. The NASPAS share trades at a far lower value, so there's a so-called discount. Now, one of the ways of trying to realize this discount, trying to narrow this discount, is lift a separate entity that gets its own value, mm-hmm. and therefore you recoup some money, you make, you, 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 you drop this discount. So that's, that's, that's the second reason why they're doing it. The third reason is it's not really part of their business model per se. Mm-hmm. Now their business model is effectively 10 cents, which we know about, but the businesses they are investing in now is OLX and food delivery overseas. So you know, a relatively stable uh, entertainment company, if you like to call it that, it's not really part of their model. Mm-hmm. So that's, those, are the, those are the reasons why they're unbundling it. Now, there's been no value unlocked yet. The discount hasn't narrowed yet. Mm-hmm. But I think that's primarily due to Trump and trade and uh, overseas Asian markets falling. And uh, what if the, the prospect... Not because this, isn't, this will add value over time. Mm-hmm. But what of the prospects of multi-choice as standalone entity? Yes. Look, I mean, this has been a highly successful business over the years and has generated significant cash flows, but the environment is changing. Mm-hmm. Firstly, a lot more people have got cable and fast internet, so they can go to Netflix and all the other providers of, of content. So they, 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 they're facing competition in the market for the first time. They haven't really faced this type of competition before, so that's the first thing. Secondly, on their premium package, they've probably hit the top of subscribers and pricing. I mean, no one's going to pay that much more per year for the premium package because mm-hmm. it's really becoming expensive now. So that's gone a little bit extra. Thirdly, they earn in rands, but virtually all their content is paid for in dollars because it's mm-hmm. important. So you get this automatic squeeze with a, with a naturally weak grand. You get the squeeze on their margins. But the one positive is local content, whether it's in South Africa or in other African countries, no one competes with it. Local content, no overseas company is going to go to Nigeria and make Nigerian series. So they've got the market nicely cornered there, and that can grow. Relatively mm-hmm. low margin business. So in other words, it's not terribly exciting. The simple answer mm-hmm. is, it's a good business, generates lots of cash flow, but it's not terribly exciting. And it will list on the market, but it's not going to trade at a 30 price earnings ratio. It will probably trade at between a 10 and a 15 price earnings ratio. But it will still nevertheless have value unlocked for NASPAS over time. Wayne, that's where we're going to leave things today. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. That's also where we're going to wrap up this edition of MoneyWeb at Midday. The show will resume with Rake tomorrow. 